are listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 398 of Linux in the Hamshack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. We're getting close to that 400 coming up real soon, so pay attention to that because there's a thing that we're going to (laughs) do. We'll talk about that maybe a little later, maybe not. We'll see how it goes, but the information's already out there, so just, you know, keep abreast because we're giving stuff away. And uh, with that, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves, the cast of characters that bring you the Linux in the Hamshack show. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. <laughs> I'm Bill, NE4RD. And we roll on this week with our first topic, which is our lead topic, and that's the fact that this coming weekend we have the QSO Today Virtual Ham Expo, which Linux in the Hamshack, of course, will be a part of. We'll be doing a live podcast stream during the expo, which I think as of right now is going to be at 2 p.m. Central on Saturday. That may change, so don't etch it in stone or anything. But uh, that's where I think we're going to be. And, of course, a link to the QSO. To- and we're going to call that episode 400, right? Sure. Yes. Is that going to be episode 400? Yeah, we'll do that as episode 400. We're going to record that as the episode? Sure, why not? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever it happens. That's one one less episode to do, right? right. So, so whatever that happens, one less recording night we have to do, right? <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'm, I'm all about it. That will be episode number 400, and that's where the giveaway will be. So make sure you're tuned into it and check the website and everything for information on the giveaway and all that. And make sure you attend the QSO Today Virtual Ham Expo. Uh, information, of course, is in the show notes and on the website. There's a banner and all that good stuff. So we hope to see you all there. And uh, maybe join up with us on AirMeet and try that thing out, too. It'll be interesting. Or Discord, or just however you want to interact. Let's, you know, just be a part of the expo. So with that being said, we need to jump into our amateur radio topics, which is what we usually do on these episodes. Or we need to introduce ourselves. No, we did. One or the other. We're, we already did that. We did. Remember, you did said we? she was oh, delayed. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why I mentioned it was delayed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just... Yeah, sorry. No, 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 usually Russ leaves us out. So No, you know. I do not. Not usually. Come on. Part of the time. Every, every once in a while, maybe. But no. our, our consistency is inconsistency. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Pretty much, yes. So anyway, since, since Bill doesn't know where he is, I guess we'll let him handle the first topic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, this came from our good friend Neil, uh, W something something, B, what, what? Neil Rapp. W A nine BPG. What's this call sign? W A nine VPG, something like that. Okay, we'll go with that. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so you know what this is all about. That this is a uh, Youth on the Air Camp 2021 application period is now opened. Yeah. Applications are now being accepted for campers interested in attending Youth on the Air Camp through March 21st, 2021. Licensed amateur radio operators ages 15 through 25 who want to attend the are encouraged to apply online at youthontheair.org. 
the camp is scheduled to take place uh, July 11th through July 16th, 2021 at the National Voice of America Museum of Broadcasting in Westchester Township, North Cincinnati, Ohio. The application process is free. The cost of the camp is $100 plus transportation to and from the VOA Museum. The $100 fee will not be payable until after acceptance. Should a potential camper not be able to afford the $100 fee, he or she may apply for a scholarship. Campers will be selected by the committee and notified by April 1st, uh, 2021, of course. Positions for the campers are being held for open. Uh, sorry. Uh, the positions for campers are being held open for various areas of North, Central, and South America. If countries do not use their allocations or should someone decline acceptance, these positions will be filled from the remaining pool of applications. As this will be an ongoing process, everyone will not receive notification of acceptance at the same time. A total of 30 campers will be accepted. At press time, 24 of those spots are taken by campers that could not attend the 2020 camp since it was postponed due to COVID-19. We know that changes in COVID-19 pandemic status between now and July will have an impact on our decision to host the camp. At this time, we are still hopeful that hosting the camp safely July 11th through 16th of 2021 will be possible. Should we not be able to host the camp, we will let everyone know with as much notice as possible and postpone till 2022. Our plan is to make the final decision in mid-April. For details about the camp, download the camp brochure at uh, at the camp webpage at youthontheair.org. And, of course, there's Neil Rapp, WB9, a VPG. So we were really close. I, I kept on thinking he was a WA. <laughs> I, I'm sure he'll forget So, uh, yeah, you can check out the press release. Yeah, yeah, I, I, had, it, I had it almost right. <laughs> I was I was thinking he was licensed way before, you know, the B-Land. But anyway, so, yeah, the, the press release is linked in the show notes and check that out so uh let's see let's see 30 campers total how many did they have for the carryover uh 24 was 24. the carryover 24 yeah. these bars so so there's six spots open for those that uh, are interested of course people could still cancel whatever um yeah you know plus 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 one to uh youth on the air let's let's uh Let's help uh, people get there. And if uh, you haven't helped uh, <clears throat> youthontheair.org with uh, their uh, their scholarships and you have some money to burn for your uh, donations for the year, definitely get over there. They're a 501c3. Uh, it's fully tax deductible. Even uh, you know general tax filers have the $300 credit that they can use. So please use that and uh, help fund those campers to go to camp. Yes, please do that. Youth on the air. We want to get everybody interested whenever possible. So this is a good way to do it. And uh, good luck to those remaining six spots. Should be a fun camp this year. And since the next story is kind of Bill-centric once again, we'll let him take care of it. Because he's got commentary to go. He's he's going to editorialize. I, I wrote this. So, yeah, I, like, I did not actually uh, copy this word for word. But I thought this was a really interesting story. Um, this is hog wild about ham radio, Harley Davidson and ICOM. That's such a great combination. Uh, Jonathan Handler over at the ultimate motorcycling blog. I guess it's a blog. I, I didn't really know how to categorize that website, but I'll call it a blog, uh, reports on his third series in this ham on the hog project. 
this time around, he's sporting a 2020 Harley Davidson Road Glide Limited, an ICOM IC705, an ICOM AL705. That's that fa- handy dandy mag loop made by, uh, I believe Alpha Antennas. Uh, and, and many little QRP accessories to go along with the ride. While the articles in this series mainly review the equipment, uh, it's a very interesting read and has given me some ideas for a little, uh, little ham on the beamer. <laughs> ham and beams. So, uh, yeah, check out this blog. <laughs> ham and beams. I don't know. Yeah, something. I gotta, I gotta think of something creative for that. I was just out on the beams today enjoying the, uh, pre pre spring weather that we've been having here in Montana. So uh yeah, check out this series and I'm gonna go back myself and read the other series because this is like the third uh ham on a hog series that he's done, ham on a hog project. So um somehow I must have missed this and I'm gonna go back and reread uh all of that. So check that out and it's uh you know an interesting amateur radio topic as I was you know pouring through the all the amateur radio news that there is and there just really wasn't anything interesting and this one popped out because uh hey why not you know motorcycles and ham radio it sounds like a good combo yeah sounds good and moving on we got an email from a youtuber um about another virtual ham expo that apparently happened last year but i don't recall hearing anything about it and is supposed to have another one this year. We don't have a lot of details on this, but it's going to be at the end of May, the 28th through the 30th. And uh, it's supposed to be a collection of YouTube amateur radio podcaster-type personalities, whether it's uh, video or audio or whatever. So we don't know much about it. Again, we know the date, and there's going to be some more details, and we haven't decided, since we don't really know anything about it, whether we're going to participate or not. But either way, it's... This, he didn't even put the name on here. Oh, YouTubers, YouTubers Bunch? Ham Radio Dude Channel. I put everything on there. What are you, not reading? Yeah, I'm not reading. <laughs> the Ham Radio Dude Channel. Yeah, we've been invited to be a guest on the Ham Radio Dude Channel as one of the uh, the, the invited YouTubers Bunch virtual ham fest group thingamabobber. So uh, we have not talked back to the uh, the gentleman yet. But, uh, yeah, we, we'll provide more details as that comes to fruition. Or non-fruition, however it shall go. Roach, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> so stay tuned one way or the other. There will be updates. So with that, that comes down to the end of our amateur radio topics for tonight. And that means we slip on into open source. And let's let Cheryl take one. She can read a story from TechCrunch. Ooh, ah, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so our first story is... Power FX, a new open source low code language. Microsoft today announced Power FX, a new low code language that takes its cues from Excel formulas. Power FX will become the standard for writing logic customization across Microsoft's own low code power platform. But since the company is open sourcing the language, Microsoft also hopes that others will implement it as well, and that will become the de facto standard for these kinds of use cases. Since Power Platform itself targets business users more so than professional developers, it feels like a smart move to leverage their existing knowledge of Excel and their familiar- familiarity ah, wow, with Excel formulas to get started. Microsoft says the language was developed by a team led by Vijay Matal, Robin Abraham, Sean Katzenberger, and Daryl Rubin. 
Beyond Excel, the team also took inspiration from tools and languages like Pascal, Mathematica, and Miranda, a functional programming language developed in the 80s. And the story came from TechCrunch, and the link will be in the show notes. Yay. Something to uh, replace VBA, right? <laughs> so you're going to have to start programming in, in PowerFX now instead of VBA? <laughs> Let's, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right, very good. It's it's a, actually a really interesting article. If you actually go in and read it, it uh, kind of goes into the details how, like, you know, where PowerFX will stop and and start. You know, much like where VBA kind of starts falling apart when you start using it a little too much. <laughs> I wouldn't know because I don't use Visual Basic. So, but anyway, that it- yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, the, the next topic we have is a topic called Jam, like jam, pull out your guitar, let's jam, an open source clubhouse with WebRTC. Jam is an open source alternative to Clubhouse, Twitter spaces, and similar audio spaces. With Jam, you can create audio rooms that can be used for panel discussions, jam sessions, free-flowing conversations, debates, theater plays, musicals, and more. Ooh, I think I know why this one came up. <laughs> uh, the only limit is your imagination. And of course, this was, well, this actually isn't on GitHub. It's on GitLab. Ooh, highfalutin. And of course, links to the Jam project will be on or in the show notes, on the show notes, within the show notes. There you go. Something like that. In the, yeah, some, somewhere contained within the, the show notes. Yeah, I, I, I haven't really even gotten on to Clubhouse. I think it's still a private invite thing, so I'm not even sure, like, really what it is. But I did see this project listed as an open source uh, semi version of it, and you can go onto their web page and actually create a room and uh basically um how i understand it is like when you join a room now this jam is more peer-to-peer so it is bandwidth limited at this moment um especially if you self-host it obviously it's a it's limited to the bandwidth that your server provides but you join a room um whether you have that room or you create the room whatever um, when you join a room, you join as the audience and then you can tag a member as the member on stage. And that person then obviously has the floor, I guess. Um, I'm not horribly familiar <laughs> with any of this stuff, but anytime I see a, a web RTC or any of these kind of uh, audio rooms and audio visual uh, video things, I'm always interested because, you know, it's just kind of, you know, what we do in podcasting as well you know looking at uh, various tools and ways to interact with the uh, uh, the audience and uh, this is yet another kind of tool for that and it's really cool that it's a uh, uh, kind of already an open source thing it's using webrtc which of course everybody is familiar with because of uh, you know basically all of google voice hangouts and uh Google Meets is all WebRTC and stuff like that. So you're pretty familiar with the uh, the technology and stuff like that. All right. On, very good. on their web page, they, I, I'm on their page right now. It says, Jam's lightweight implementation of audio spaces, think Clubhouse, Twitter Spaces, Orbit, that runs in any modern browser on iOS, Android, macOS, Windows, Linux, or even your smart fridge. It's a bit like Zoom, just without video, screen sharing, and messaging. Another way to think of Jam is group calls with a simple UI. 
You see who's in the room, who is speaking, who isn't speaking, who agrees, who might want to say something, and so on. Not less, but also not more. That's that's what it says. So. Oh, well, there you go. Now we have all the details. Thanks to Google Foo. <laughs> <laughs> so that means we come down to Linux in the ham shack, and Bill has been toying around with a couple of projects here. Well, we've all been toying around with projects, but the ones that Bill has been using are the ones we're going to talk about tonight. And you have like a review for us of Garuda Linux. Yeah, yeah. So this one, uh, I'm not even sure. I think I picked this up on uh, Hacker News. I was listed as uh, one of the links in there. And this is Garuda Linux. And uh, I'll just read you the copy here. Garuda Linux is a user-friendly and performance-orientated distro, which is based on Arch Linux. Unlike Arch, the installation process is easy and management easy because of the many included advanced GUI tools that manage the system. That's a lot of managing. Uh, Garuda uh, Linux provides system security by using automatic butter FS uh, snapshots when upgrading, which you can boot into if an upgrade fails. Our ultimate editions include everything you need to get uh, gaming started right after installing. If you strive for a lighter system, simply download the light editions. And, uh, yeah, so when I saw this, I, <laughs> I, uh, I immediately saw the screenshots, which of course had the same icon set that, uh, uh, Russ and I are using inside of our, uh, uh, GNOME environments. Um, so it immediately attracted me to like, Ooh, sexy. It's already predefined for the way I, <laughs> way I have my system set up. And, uh, so I instantly had it downloaded. I didn't even realize it was arch at the, at the time I downloaded it. So I, I downloaded the ISO and I was like, Oh, well, I'll go ahead and try the KDE version. So I downloaded the, uh, Garuda KDE, uh, DR460NIZED, which would be pronounced dragonized, uh, the K, uh, Garuda KDE dragonized version, not the gaming edition. Cause there actually is a gaming edition version of that as well, which, uh, gives you obviously some, uh, I think, uh, like a gaming installer interface or something stupid like that. Um, I don't mean to say stupid, but <laughs> it is what it is anyway. So I was like, Hey, let's, uh, let me think if I can make this ham radio ready. And of course it is arch. So that means it's going to be all archy, meaning the AUR is already there. Um, which is enabled by default, uh, because I went into the uh, software manager and I'm like, okay, I want to install CQR log. And I was quickly prompted with, you know, various Git versions and everything else. So I, uh, I quickly, uh, clicked the, uh, the source version, which was the most current and, uh, installed that, which of course installed Maria DB and, uh, and everything else that I'm pretty happy with. Uh, I installed WSJTX. And again, I picked the, uh, the source, I believe the source package. I can't remember the actual name of it, but it was the 2.3.0, which of course is the most general, the general availability release. And FL Digi, and what else did I install? Anything else? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, um, probably not. Um, now I'm not a huge fan of KDE, but I hear so many good things about it. And, um, I'll just have to say that, yeah, it's still KDE. I don't like it that much. Um, just cause I'm not familiar with it. It's outside of my normal workflow. Um, pretty much anything gnomish works fine, you know, like budgie, gnome. 
Um, you know, even Mate works fine for my workflow. I'm, I'm pretty much, if I hit the super key and I start typing in what I want to run, it should pop up. And, uh, and surprisingly, KDE does that too, but <laughs> I still didn't, I didn't like it that much, but I didn't discount any points for it. I, I actually had to look back at my LHS readiness score to uh, look at some of the arch systems we've reviewed in the plat that I'm past. And Manjaro is like three points something. And, you know, I know I hated on Manjaro because I blew up my system within the second update. I had, I haven't gotten the opportunity to do an update with Garuda except for, um, the update that comes with the installer, which I do have to mention that, um, the installer itself, which they pride themselves on, uh, was very simple. It kind of reminded me of, uh, the Fedora installer. Uh, if I were to like say it's just like something, the Fedora installer kind of came to mind when I uh, went through the installer and it was very simple. You know, I had the simple like, you know, erase disk, you know, do this, you know, use the standard layout. I did have an option for adding a, uh, a swap uh, section, which isn't necessarily, re- you know, needed anymore. Um, you can do your own research on that. Um, but I did add a swap just because I'm an old school, uh, you know, Linux guy. Uh, so my swap is there. Uh, installed fine. I did it on a VM. Um, again, the installer just kind of did its thing, came back. Uh, the nice part about Garuda, when you first launch into it, it asks if you want to go ahead and run the uh, the initialization, uh, sorry, initialization script or initial uh, post installation script which kind of runs you through updating, like, you know, setting your mirrors to be the most close, you know, the closest mirrors and stuff like that. The things you would do in Debian or in Ubuntu, but are not, are not necessarily triggered by default. You actually have to go in and say, Oh yeah, I want to, I want the mirrors that are like the lowest ping rate and the best bandwidth. This kind of did that automatically. Uh, the, uh, the initialization script also went through and did like the entire system update. If there was any packages that were out there and stuff like that, which, uh, which was really kind of easy. I was, uh, <laughs> was kind of surprised. Yeah. I was just like, okay, yes, 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 yes. Click. Okay. And then just let it do its thing. Um, and then I, then I went through and, you know, added software. It has a nice little home uh, application uh, kind of window that kind of s- gives you everything to kind of do like the setup stuff, including add and remove software. And since I'm not horribly familiar with using Arch as a daily driver, you know, it gave me the add remove software window. And I don't know, what is it? Yad or something like that. I can't remember. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was pretty easy. I used a search button. I did CQR log picked it wsjtx picked it fl digi picked it fl rig picked it um and i even did sdr angel which i know is a pain in the butt to install <laughs> ubuntu and in fedora and uh yeah i picked the the sdr angel dash bin project which was the latest version uh revision and yeah everything installed and guess what everything ran it's amazing it's uh it's actually quite nice um uh, you know, I, I put on here a 4.0 as an LHS readiness, a readiness score, but I would say it's probably higher. It's only my bias that is holding it back, uh, for Arch only because I know it's just, it's just likely to explode the next update. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, totally my bias. 
Um, I think it's much higher, and I think you would be happy with this if you if you didn't mind the archiness, you know. And they have other installs as well, so you don't have to do the the KDE. They have uh, multiple KDE versions, including the Dragonized version that I picked out, and the uh, they have a KDE multimedia version. They have an XFCE version, which doesn't look as sexy. Um, they do have a GNOME version, which does have the same uh, kind of uh, uh, icons that we uh, that we have. What is that icon set called? Colorful something? I can't even remember. Yeah, I don't even remember. Um, it's sexy. Okay, it is just. It sexy. is pretty I awesome. Yeah, it, it's sexy. Yeah. So like, um, like if I were to like do everything over, I might actually have enough like insanity to pick this as uh, my daily driver. Um, I'm just not quite there yet, but you can find it in Cinnamon, Mate, XFCE, Wayfire, Qtile, BSPWM, uh, I3WM, holy cow, like, you know, everything I could imagine is pretty much here. It is Arch, so deal with that, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, experience wise i would say it's pretty high i would have to say that my score is biased low so um if you're interested in refreshing uh, your uh, your shack computer i would not be afraid to try this um yeah it's it's quite uh it is compelling i uh <laughs> i was kind of like looking at this vm like oh yeah this this totally needs to go on the mac mini <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah check out uh uh garuda linux that's g-a-r-u-d-a of course we're gonna have the links in the show notes so you can find that and uh yeah at least at minimal an lhs readiness score of 4.0 or better all right very good sounds promising especially for an arch distribution so finally in linux in the ham shack we have a quick discussion on a project we mentioned in our m17 deep dive with Stephen from the M17 project, he brought up M Voice, and M Voice is a digital voice functional. I'm sorry, M Voice is a digital voice graphical repeater, fully functional. It says it uses David Rose Codec 2 and operates as a complete M17 repeater. Only there is no RF component. It can link M17 reflectors and it can do routing. It works best with USB headsets and microphones. M-Voice uses the default pulse audio or also input and output devices, so obviously more development is necessary. So for most versions of Linux, all you need to do is plug in your headset and you should be ready to go. And Bill did install this, and how did it go? Yeah, so uh, I only had to, uh, on my, now I'm running Fedora 33, so just a caveat that. Um I did uh, have to install the ALSA development libraries and the uh, GTK, yeah, sorry, GT, GTK, GTK MM. So I'm assuming that's GTK multimedia <laughs> development libraries as well. So those are the two missing uh, packages on my system. I, I did that, ran the make. I do have to say that the, the make config is set up to really only run as if it's installed because it was looking for configuration files in a certain directory, which were still attached to my home directory, but because I was just in the build process, it didn't run right. I would have to say that's a deficiency <laughs> in the make file. It literally should just run out of your build. You shouldn't have to actually have to install to make it run. But anyway, 
I did have to do a make install, which installs it locally. So you don't have to, you know, sudo make install. You just make install and it installs in your local directory. And I've already have, I already have my bin directory and my home directory already set up to be in the path. So I was able to run invoice right away, uh, present you with a, a UI that's, that's pretty simple. Um, I don't know a lot about invoice except for what we kind of talked about in the last podcast. Like I didn't even aware that, that where there was, you know, reflector modules, you can have up to 26 different modules, you know, obviously for every letter and stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of news to me. I did screenshot the uh, UI is in the live channel for those of you that are lucky enough to listen to us live. And I highly recommend that we record, of course, on Thursdays at uh, 8 p.m. Central and, uh, yeah, so you pick your destination list, you set up your uh, your user. Now, unlike uh, Droid or DudeStar, where you have to put in your uh, uh, your DMR ID to confirm it, Envoice doesn't care about that. So I'm assuming that's probably a bad thing because there's no really authentication. I was able to quickly uh, connect to the LHS podcast or uh, the open source, what do you call it, uh, AF0SS, the uh, yep. open source amateur radio club. Osark. Right? Osark. Yep. Yeah. Uh, open source amateur radio clubs, uh, 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 node or reference, or I don't know, uh, M17 reflector. Six five nine reflector. Yeah. You're sorry. You're sorry. Hey, no, reflector. Six, Use whatever nine. terms you want. People will figure it out. I'm, I'm <laughs> just trying to guess what the REF stands for. Sorry. I, I'm still not all 100% with this digital stuff. I'm an old fart. So get over it. Uh, so yeah, you're, you're presented with a selection so you can, you know, connect your, uh, you pick your destination link and then hit link, which, you know, it does operate kind of like you are a repeater, which is weird, um, non-intuitive, but I think it's, I think it works. Um, there's a PTT button, a bunch of other little stuff. I don't know if we'll ever do a deep dive on it, but, uh, you can check it out. And it was recommended as the, uh, client, the base client for doing any M17 work. And like I said, in Fedora 33, I only had to add a couple of packages before I could actually build this rather rapidly. And then when I did the install, it was was pretty quick. So I was able to just, you know, execute invoice from the uh, from the terminal and uh, the UI popped right up and everything worked as expected. And I'm currently linked to the AF0SS reflector. So uh, I have not actually used it. So I can't tell you if I, I actually have it working or not. But um, if it's that quick and easy, you can do it too. It's probably uh, uh, pretty slick and easy. They have instructions as well on their site for uh, using uh, use it on a Raspberry Pi OS. So anything you're missing, they have a little uh, hints of what you'll need to add there. Uh, as well, uh, if you're just an Ubuntu system in general, it uh, has some general stuff that you need, like, of course, build essential to do your normal package stuff. So rewind back to our episode on setting up your build environment um, to talk about that. And then, of course, the lib uh, GTK MM, which is the GTK multimedia, the uh, lib a sound Two, which is the also <laughs> to Bell libraries. Uh, and then I didn't have to do the lib curl. Is that lib curl? Yeah, lib curl. Uh, GNU tools dev. I didn't have to do that because I think I already have that for uh, some other project. Um, but other than that, I just, uh, I just cloned the repo on the website, which we have linked in the show notes and, uh, just kind of went from there. They do actually have a desktop file in there. So you can copy that over and get yourself a actually menu item for running this. 
I just ran it from the uh, the terminal myself. So uh, yeah, check it out. M seventeen. Uh, it's uh, hot new craziness, and uh, obviously we had the deep dive uh, last last week. So if you haven't heard that, go back, rewind, listen to that, and learn all about M seventeen and uh, try out M voice uh, along with uh, some of the other things we talked about, like Dude Star and Droid Star. Yeah, please do that. It's cool technology, and if you want to get into another facet of the amateur radio hobby and use open source while you're at it, it's a good place to go. So that actually brings us down to the end of our topics for the evening. So we're going to bring Cheryl in here, who may have gone to sleep. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I'm still alive. Bill, Bill especially after me, yeah, right. decided to be long-winded <laughs> tonight, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you didn't have to flush everything out. It's all right. <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and get down to the social media roundup. And uh, we'll let Cheryl take care of that. All righty then. So to start the evening out, we'll do our Patreons, which is Eric Guth, Brandon Rosick, John Spriggs, Robert Lewis, Robert Pitts, Douglas Redder, David Jakeway, Darren King, Cubicle Nate, Erno Castales, Samuel Vimes, Peter Caffrey, Richard Gordon, Paul Griffith, Jonas Rulo, Donald Gover, Herb Garcia, Steve Sainer, Steve Metcalf, William Heckelman, Randolph Smith, and Andy Webster. For our subscriptions, we have Isaac Gear or Geyer, however it's pronounced, Thomas Foy, Michael Bradak, Kevin Ivey, Tony Coberly, Ronald Ike, Johnny Kinsey, Peter Spots, Fred Cole, Bill Pewter, Jeffrey Boris, Robert Halliday, Wayne Hill, John Clark, Steve Hepler, Michael Jopling, Roger Pereira, Howard Dittmer, Todd Bowers, Michael Carey, A. Taylor, Dylan Engel, Jim McKenzie, Bill Collins, Robert Black, Darren King, Randolph Smith, Robert Yerke, Steve Biella, Alan Wilson, Mark Farrell, and Jeff Zimmerman. No one joined us on Facebook this week. On Twitter, we had at N2NSL, at Denise9789-7243, at Osiris247, and at VE3SKX. On YouTube, we had George P.I. Murray, Andrew Brafferty, N4WGL, Rowan369, Greg Phillips, Chakpanu uh, Kamastiet, uh, that was a good masker, and Michael Wennert. So. Sure. I'm, I'm sure that's not even <laughs> not close. Not even close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it hardly matters. So. <laughs> but thanks, everybody, for joining us on our social media platforms we hope everyone enjoyed this episode maybe got a little bit of information out of it and if you have any feedback to send us or any topics you'd like to see us cover that we haven't already covered or maybe a topic that needs a refresh you should go ahead and check out lhs podcast on info for all the ways you can contact us and all the ways you can support us and all the ways you can send us feedback we'd love to hear it and we should probably go ahead and mention the folks who are with us on the live recording tonight, listening in the chat. We had Tom, N4HAI, Tony, K4XSS, Don, KC9ZMY, and Ted, WA0EIR. So thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us and uh, going through some of our amateur radio and open source topics. And we hope. Should we mention the episode 400 stuff real quick? Sure. Go, go, go ahead. This is your, your baby. So, again. yeah. Yeah, again, uh, this is this is from me personally. Uh, this is uh, obviously we're in episode 398. We're two episodes away from uh, episode 400, and episode 400 where we're 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 rewarding 
all of our subscribers and our Patreons. We're going to select one of them to re- to win a uh, a uh, Raspberry Pi 400 kit. So the kit with uh, with all the little goodies in it, the whatever, roughly worth a hundred dollars U.S. Um, uh, I'm going to buy a kit <laughs> for for one of you subscribers or Patreons that have stuck with us over the years or maybe just joined us uh, in supporting the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate your 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 staying with us over the years and visiting us at Hamvention. And um, since we haven't really got to talk to you face to face, I really I was really jonesing to to do something different. So I took the opportunity to put two numbers together and have some numerology. And and here we are with uh, episode 400 that will occur during the QSO today uh, virtual Hamfest on uh, Saturday, March 13th, right? At 2 p.m. Central, sort of. That's what I believe it will be. If something changes, we'll let everybody know as soon as we can. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, most likely we'll record episode 400 there. We'll call it episode 400, whether it's in the style of a normal episode or not. We we don't know, but uh, I think that's good enough. We've kind of already said that uh, if you're going to become a member or a Patreon or a subscriber through PayPal, you need to kind of do it by, uh, I believe you said, uh, the 11th um, on the website. So uh, let's stick with that. It just makes it easier. We'll be before the keynote on the on the the QSO today ham radio show now of course it's not for just random listeners it's not for people that join in on the virtual uh QSO today show it's literally just for patreons and subscribers um you know you don't have to become one to to do this because you just won't be part of it it's fine <laughs> <You know? laughs> Um, I'm not telling you, you have to do this. And, uh, you know, uh, this is not available to anybody who's not a supporter of the program because, um, and it's really just for the people that have kind of, uh, helped us out and stuck with us and continued with our, you know, our annual campaigns on trying to go to Hamvention, you know, even though we obviously sidelined those for, uh, the last two, you know, what, last two Hamventions yeah. now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, we do have money obviously in there from, uh, the previous campaign for 2019 that we weren't, or 2020. 2020. 2020 yeah. yeah. The 2020 campaign, um, that will eventually roll into a 2022 campaign, I'm assuming. Um, that's the idea. And again, most of those, yeah, most of those are the people that, uh, are already subscribed and, 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 uh, are participating in Patreon. So we really, really want to thank you. And I wish I could send something out to everybody. And, uh, who knows? You know, I might send stickers out to extra people and stuff like that. We'll, we'll see how that goes, but I won't guarantee that. But for sure, one of you subscribers or Patreons will be getting a, uh, a Raspberry Pi 400 kit, uh, from me directly. Uh, so, uh, I appreciate you no matter what. Um, so yeah, if you want to become a subscriber or Patreon, please do that. Uh, it's through the website, lhspodcast.info um do it before march 11th and continue to do it for the rest of your life and the rest of the uh the rest of the podcast which uh we continue to do and continue to find content that's of interest to you and speaking of content if we're not talking about what you want to hear please let us know please give us feedback feedback and we have tons of information the outro i know a lot of people don't listen to that because of the music (laughs) 
<laughs> you forward through it. Send us an email at info.lhspod at lhfpodcast.info. Um, we have a, a Twitter handle at LHS Podcast. We have a Facebook page. Please just message us. We will we will get back to you. We will listen to you. Uh, please tell us what you want, what we're not talking about, what you want us to talk about. Um, yes, I know I'm lazy on YouTube. I have not done crap like I promised. And uh, this is why we're not YouTubers in quotes uh <laughs> yeah we do a podcast um uh we'll, we'll try to do better sorry <laughs> but yeah so yeah check out the the bcts.info slash contest right is that the link that you url.bcts.info slash contests yeah okay i was almost or almost you can just go there. to the website and there's a link to contest just go to lhs podcast yeah, yeah, yeah you can find out so um again if this is just for members and subscribers you do not have to become one because uh, you know, it's fine. I'm, I'm good. There's a small list right now. I mean, we have about, uh, 30, 40 people here. That's fine. I don't have to, you know, paste too many names in the list there. So, uh, you're saving me pasting time, but, uh, uh, please, if, if you feel like doing it, just do it before March, uh, March 11th. Well, te- technically before March 12th, cause you have until, you have until midnight on March 12th. So 11:59, March 11th. So you have all of March 11th too. So. <laughs> Yes, totally legit and legal. We're yeah. doing this. <laughs> We're going to enforce that right away. Yeah. yeah. As soon as I check the list, that's it. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. And we'll catch you hopefully in a week's time for the next episode, which will be at the QSO Today and Radio Expo. So have a good one. This has been episode number 300 and wait. 98. Yeah, no. But did I wait? So the next one can't be 400. No, we're going to have a deep dive next. Oh, we're that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, on... so it's not what, the next one. It's what's the our one deep dive on? Uh, open RTX. Yeah. So the deep dive. Yeah. Open RTX. So join us for the deep dive next week on Open RTX. And then, uh, right. Are then... we off a week? No, 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 no. We're not. Oh, because the Open RTX actually will fall behind. Oh, wow. We are off a week because the Open RTX will be technically episode 400. It'll be 399 at the, uh, yeah, the uh, show <laughs> because we'll record 400. Yeah, so this will be weird. So I think we're just going to keep them in the numbering and we'll release episode 400 after the open RTX. Yeah, I think so. Open RTX will be uh, 399, which we will record on Thursday. So join us live here Thursday for open RTX, which will be published on Monday. We will record episode 400 at the show, which will be published the following monday yeah just to make it weird so anyone don't don't pay any attention to that just uh, <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's our fault we're just kind of screwed up sorry about that so episode 400 will come out will drop on uh, march 15th so that'll be or no no it'll come out march 22nd won't it all right now i'm confused we're, we're totally confused <laughs> just, just uh so we record open rtx on the 11th we publish it on the 15th we were going to record episode 400 on the 13th and publish that on the 26th. We'll just publish that on Friday. Yeah, that sounds right. So, yeah, we'll figure it out. So don't worry. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We're just... going to do it on the 13th. Though. That's the one we're picking. We're picking on the 13th, no matter what we call that episode. Absolutely. <laughs> it's our own convoluted, crazy recording schedule slash publishing schedule, which is different. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It. So before we make anything too much 
more confusing. Let's go ahead and get out of here. This has been episode number 398 of Linux in the Hamshack. I'm Russ K5TUX. I'm Cheryl W5MOO. And I'm Bill NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The show is recorded live every Thursday at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord you can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW that's 1-909-547-7469 visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show themed merchandise become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. <laughs>